We haven't even watched yet, John. I think I changed my mind on one of our podcasts. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> and if you record three days a week, you need the opportunity to change your mind, and it provides the space to change your mind. So we are actually creating a formulation that that is in the pursuit of truth. I think that we, we also need to do – I'm still 100% sold on dithering. I love it. I still feel good, which is great. But I also feel that we need for the – years to come a list of rejected titles for the show to come and i believe <laughs> i think i've changed my mind <laughs> yes is on the list tell Good me about last week it. too so that's two episodes yes. in a row where we've added to our rejected <laughs> our, our rejected title list yes <laughs> so we were very positive about the apple google sort of contact tracing thing yeah and i've decided i think it's a bad idea and the reason is that there's like a distinction between capability and policy. And you go back to the Apple and the FBI thing with the San Bernardino case. And one of the arguments that I made at the time, and I think, you know, I think we probably share this argument, which is the problem with asking Apple to build this capability. And it's not even a backdoor. I think what they wanted in that specific case was the ability to sort of test multiple passcodes without the operating system sort of rejecting it. Once you've built that capability, then what is to stop the sort of the next agency from asking you to use it? Or what's to stop China from asking you to use it? Or what's to ask, you know, choose your government entity why from asking them to use it? And it's better if that capability just doesn't exist in the first place. And my argument with the Google Apple thing is like, well, you know, sometimes in a pandemic, like you realize your priorities are maybe not what you thought they were. They might be a little bit different. And it might be a good thing to be having all our capabilities on the table and we just need to be smart about choosing what we do or not. So that was my that was my position as of two weeks ago. And so it already happened where Apple and Google are building this. And the French government has already gone to Apple and Google yep. and said, you know, you should actually uh, unlock this. You should make it. You're, it's too limiting. It's too privacy protecting. You need to give us more access to this. And the reason this bothers me is on multiple levels. Uh, number one, a, a fine display of principle by the French government, which was telling us not that long ago that privacy matters more than anything. It was giving big fines to Google and whatnot for violating privacy. Well, it turns out that might not be the most important thing, but you know, neither here nor there. But number two, the French government, and this applies to almost all Western governments, has not actually done things that we know work to control the pandemic. And one big one is this idea of people who are sick should be centrally quarantined. They should be isolated. They should you know, put them in a hotel. Like You can make it very comfortable for them. But the problem is so much of the spread happens within homes. And this was actually a big thing that China did to get control of it. Not saying we should imitate China. I will note mm. it's what Taiwan is also doing. Taiwan, if you are sick, you go out of your home. You go into a place where you can't infect other people. That's how South Korea got control of it. South Korea, the people that were truly sick went to hospitals. The people that were somewhat sick went to isolation centers. And you could only stay home if you had very mild or no symptoms and if you didn't live with anyone old and everyone that you lived with was healthy because they were probably going to get sick too. And that was just a matter of, of – uh, they had so many people that were sick. They couldn't scale to have them all. But every country that has controlled this well has put people in, in isolation. And Singapore, which did this for Singaporeans and didn't do it for their migrant workers, has had an explosion of the disease because mm. you go home and you're sick and everyone that you live with gets sick too. And now this is a – sorry, I'm kind of going on and on here, but this is a – Big violation of civil liberties. It's yeah. something that people would get very mad about, would get very upset about. But at the same time, it's effective and it's something that is clearly temporary. And the problem is that no Western government wants to actually make that hard decision. They kind of want Apple and Google to make a magic bullet that will make this decision for them and then sort of take it over. 
And it makes me very nervous that should we really have this capability? Because it feels like governments don't actually want to be responsible about how to handle this sort of stuff. They just want someone to fix their problems for them. So in other words, you're not really you haven't changed your opinion on what exactly Apple and Google have said they're trying to build as it's defined right now. You're saying you're you see this as that now they've opened the door. It And again, I, I know it's overused to say it's a slippery slope, but that they've started down the slippery slope. And now France is asking for stuff that is privacy invasive. I mean, the truth is what Google and Apple have defined so far is not privacy invasive at all. And unless there's some sort of it, it actually, I think it would require a bug, a serious bug in one of their implementations. The spec itself, there is no way to go backwards. There is no there is there is no path backwards to say, ah, I could figure out that you were in this grocery store last Saturday because blah, blah, blah. There's nothing like that. It's it's not possible. You're saying it's it's the slippery slope. And the France thing is rich, given that it's France in particular. <laughs> it really is. That's right. That That's right. Rich like French food, if I might say so myself. <laughs> and the big thing is, is like, if we were doing everything that we, there is a playbook, how to handle this. And if we were implementing that playbook and doing it well, it's like, okay, we've implemented the playbook. We have control now to further manage this because a vaccine is going to take, you know, at the absolute earliest next year, it may actually be many years Maybe to never. manage this in the long run. We need better tools, something like this is building Then I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm willing to reorder my priority stack, but as long as governments are not willing to actually pursue policies that work, then let's hold our horses on, on a solution that we don't even know if it's going to be effective. And frankly, as long as it is as privacy, you know, uh, sort of protecting as it is, it's there is an inverse correlation with how effective it's probably going to be. Like France actually kind of has a point, but until the French, until France wants to actually do the hard stuff that we know works, I have a hard time wanting to sort of entrust them with this incredible power because it feels like an attempt to avoid making hard decisions that politicians don't want to make and instead letting tech companies do the dirty work for them. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, anecdotal, it's one one guy and his family, but he's, you know, super high profile for multiple reasons. But Chris Cuomo, who is a a host of a show on CNN, came down with COVID-19 a couple of weeks ago, was pretty sick. And, you know, and he, it, he is, you know, usually you hear a name like that and then it's like no relation, but it actually is relation. He's the brother of Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. And it's actually been documented on CNN because he's doing a show, but he's moved into the basement of his home and his kids don't come down and see him and he doesn't leave the basement. And he's lucky enough, that I guess he has, a, you know, a restroom down there. And so he's in the basement. His wife brings him food, leaves it outside the door, opens, he opens the door, he gets food, et cetera, and so forth. Well, his wife got it from him. <laughs> I mean, even, yeah. you know, and long story short, it is even if you're doing the right thing and, and he was, you know, he obviously knew what he was doing and it was, you know, documenting it on CNN. It's so contagious. It is such a, that, that, that it, it's anybody who wants to compare this to the flu or other things it's like you you're just not getting how contagious this is and you know to why would you want to open up a hotel to to put people in who who've got the symptoms you know that's 
you know, just let them stick it out like they usually do with the flu or a cold. And it's like, no, you don't want to be at home, you know. And how many people there are who don't have a self-contained basement where you can stay right. without leaving, you know? Yep. It, and, the, and the thing is, but even with that contagiousness, it, it all, all, the vast, vast majority of cases are happening within homes in two yep. places, in homes and in metal tubes. <laughs> like public <Yeah>. transportation <laughs> and uh, homes are by far the primary vector. And it's kind of frustrating all the coverage, like the whole thing, like people on beaches in Florida – a Florida beach is arguably one of the safest places to be. <laughs> like you're not actually that close to people and sunlight and fresh air are actually yeah. good things. And wind, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's pulling my hair out. Like all these Western countries are locking people in their homes with sick people. And it's yeah. like, those are the two worst things you should be doing. But, but if they're going to like, and so basically unless, unless government shows some competency and some willing to make hard choices, I just am very nervous about even creating this capability of like, tracing citizens without them knowing so yeah so yeah slippery slope argument which are the worst arguments but i'm buying it in this case yeah and it's man it, it, i i i kind of hope it gets nipped in the bud in the public discourse but i could see how it would could it, it risks teetering out of control because like the whole argument with the San Bernardino case, it was so abstract. And yes, there's political fire with that where the government is trying to say, all we're trying to do is fight terrorists. And terrorists is a magic word that gets everybody, you know, whether you understand the details of the issue or not to say, well, we're against it. And so we want you, Apple or Google or whoever it is to do what the FBI is saying here because we take terrorists. You know, that's the the depth of the argument. Um, but it is all sort of abstract because whose phone is it? I mean, in that San Bernardino case, it was people who were already dead and it's just a phone and it's why not just do it. Whereas this is not abstract. This, you know, everybody is affected by this and it seems, you know, I, I, you know, well, why not let us do this? You know, and we can trust the government and stuff like that. I don't know. I did it myself, right? We, I'm like, you know, I actually think normally I would be worried about this, but in this case, like, we need to start building this capability and get yeah. it out there. I'm actually still open to that. I would like to see a much higher degree of sort of competence and willing to make hard choices on the side of government right. first. And I mean, maybe Apple and Google are like this sort of shows they're doing something, and it maybe yeah. it could relieve pressure. But to your point, it could actually go in the opposite direction, too, where people think, well, come on, guys, just do a little bit more. It's a completely unrelated segue. I've got the 11-inch Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro. So now so I... So did you change your mind? Changed my mind about what? Well, you were pretty, quite glowing about the keyboard. Uh, uh, has, yeah, has, well... Has a, do you have a different response? Well, yeah, because it's not as much of a slam dunk. Like, the 12.9-inch is a total slam dunk. Like if you have a 12.9 inch iPad, which I don't own, but I have the review unit for, uh, and you want a keyboard type thing, then the magic keyboard for the 12.9 inch iPad is a, to me, a slam dunk. It is a game changer. It is no, there's nothing bad to say about it. It's remarkable. I love everything about it. That's my review. Uh, I love the trackpad. I love the keyboard. I love everything. The 11 inch is, I don't know. It's, it's much more complicated. And basically, I think you just gave the review. The review is, it, <laughs> it requires a whole bunch more nuance, which is, to me, it's, I, I forgot what it's like typing on a cramped keyboard. And the keyboard is the exact same size as the smart keyboard for the 11 inch iPad. So if you have one of those, you know exactly the size. I mean, down 
to it's like I took a ruler out and it's down to like one millimeter difference here and there between like from the Q to the P on the keyboard at the top row. I mean, it is really, really similar, but it is a micro layout. It's it's like a full centimeter narrower than a standard keyboard, whereas the 12.9 inch iPad Magic Keyboard is exactly the same size as a MacBook keyboard or or a desktop Magic Keyboard from Apple. It's a very standard size. It's what your fingers are used to. This one's a little cramped, and being a little cramped makes it a little bit not so good to type on. What? So the 11 inch MacBook Air that was a full size keyboard, right? Yeah, it was. And the reason you think, well, wait, how the hell could an 11 inch air have a full size keyboard and an 11 inch iPad can't? And it's, it's because 11 inch is a diagonal and on a 16 by nine display or whatever the aspect oh, ratio of a MacBook yeah. was, it was a physical. Yeah. Right. That's a good point though. But the physical footprint, you don't think about it, but because you're going diagonal on a screen, it's actually a little bit wider as a footprint and therefore had room just barely for a full-size keyboard, whereas on the, the whatever the aspect ratio of the iPads is now, it's not four to three anymore, but it's more like that. So it's more upright. It's more closer to square. So the width is not as wide and it needs a micro, slightly reduced size layout. And so your fingers are a little bit tucked together. And there's things like the one key that's killing me is the dash key or hyphen key. So it's, you know, you go up there in the top row, you go one, two, three, yep. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, full width. And then the dash and the equals keys are half width to oh. make them fit. And I keep typing. That a zero. would drive me bonkers. I keep typing. Well, here's the one that's really, this is the one where I really want to go into Apple. I want to, I want a meeting. I need a meeting. This is, I'm <laughs> angrier about this than anything. You go across, you've got your Q, your QWERTY, U-I-O-P. And, you know, in that row, you've got your square bracket open, square bracket close, and a backslash, right? They made the square bracket open full width, square bracket close is half width, and oh, backslash no. is half width. But how oh, in no. the world, how could one bracket be full width and the other square or half width? Shouldn't the backslash, if you could only have room there for two half keys and one full, Shouldn't the one that's full be the one that goes by itself backslash and let the two that are paired, the ba the, the brackets be be the same size? It, 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 it should make them all if they're all if they're smaller, make them all three the same size. Yeah, or make them all third width keys. Right. I I, <laughs> I looked the the smart keyboard has the same layout, but I so hated that smart keyboard that had no trackpad and had the squishy little cloth covered keys that I never, <laughs> even though I bought it, never sent it back. I never really even used it enough to be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> 